ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Hey ladies, welcome back to the No Higher Calling podcast. Today is the first of 12 episodes that we are going to have scattered throughout 2023. One episode coming out every month as we dig into Psalm 23. Psalm 23 for 2023. Um, No, that's not why I picked it. The Lord put this passage on my heart, but it fits. Um, Last year on the podcast, we just once a month went through the uh, Respectable Sins Bible study. We also went through Titus with my mentor, Denise Palmer. And so, so many of you loved going through something in a Bible study type way. So I really started praying at the end of last year, Lord, what would you have us to do in the new year? And God just kept bringing me personally back to Psalm 23 in my personal devotional life. And in this podcast, I always think of the wisdom from evangelist Scott Pauley when he says to speak out of the overflow. So much of this podcast is really just the overflow of what God is doing in my heart, what God is teaching me, areas that I'm I'm failing in and trying to seek God's word in and gain wisdom in, and then just to share that with others. So as the Lord has been working in my heart with Psalm 23, I just want to speak out of the overflow of what he is teaching me and bring you into that and have you study this along with me. So we're just going to work through this little chapter. It's not very long. It has six verses and it is a Psalm that we probably the majority of us are familiar with. Maybe you memorized it as a child. We've probably heard it at funerals before. It's often used um, as a, like a bereavement tent or as a bereavement psalm, Um, but it is packed with truth. And the Lord has been so faithful and so timely to give me this psalm in the season that I'm in. And I pray that it does the same thing for you. I am assuming with almost 100% certainty that we are in very different seasons. I highly doubt that anybody else just made an international move to Australia. But in whatever season we are in, the Lord is our shepherd. And I just think as we really unpack and and mine out the truths and the riches from this passage, that it will encourage and speak to each one of our hearts. So that's what I'm praying. I'm praying that as we do this first episode and as we continue to dig in throughout the year, that it will just be a very fruitful study in our lives um, as we come to know more about our great shepherd. So I just want to start this episode and I want to read through the whole chapter here, six verses, so not very long, but settle in and listen as I read Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever." 
So in the Bible, in scripture, we find reference to shepherds, to sheep, to lambs over a thousand times. God uses this picture of sheep and shepherds to teach us something. And, you know, we don't quite have uh, such an inner working knowledge of shepherding and all that now like they did in Bible times. You know, back when David, the sweet psalmist of Israel, is penning this, he was a shepherd. He not only shepherded sheep. He shepherded God's flock. He shepherded the people of Israel as he was their king. But he had a very intimate knowledge of this whole thing of being a shepherd, of tending to sheep, of the mind of the sheep, and not only the mind of the sheep, but the heart of the shepherd. And we're really going to dig into that as we get into this study a little bit more. But I I think it's interesting how often God uses this illustration to speak of us and to speak of him. And I think if he's going to use it that many times, we need to pay attention. We need to ask him, what is it that you want us to know about you, our shepherd? And that's really the phrase that we're going to focus in on in this podcast episode is the Lord is my shepherd. You know, as we go through Psalm 23, really this psalm covers all of the seasons, and and we'll get into that a little more as we go through this. Um, But as these sheep are traveling, they're lying down in green pastures, going beside the still waters, um, paths of righteousness, walking through the valley of the shadow of death, the rod and the staff comforting them, preparing a table in the presence of their enemies, anointing the head, goodness and mercy, dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is really walking us through a year, through a year cycle of a shepherd with his sheep, through many different seasons that the year brings, and how in each season, season, at every stage, at every turn, the dependency of the sheep upon their shepherd. One of the resources that I'm using for this study personally and then on the podcast is the book A Shepherd Looks at Psalm 23 by W. Philip Keller. This man was a shepherd and so he has that intimate knowledge that I'd imagine that David had of dealing with sheep and as we study through this psalm, I'm going to pull out some of the wisdom that he gleaned as a shepherd, specifically in looking at some of these um, different verses that we may kind of just gloss over, not fully understanding the depth behind them, but really digging in and seeing the different seasons, seeing the preparatory work of the shepherd, the the going before of the shepherd, the paving ahead, blazing the trail of the shepherd, and then the shepherd so tenderly guiding his sheep in a path that he has already walked, he has already um, known, he has already foraged for for those that he loves, for those who have such a tender place in his heart. We're going to see that as we study through. I think it's interesting too, as we look at Psalm 23, Psalm 23 is all about the great shepherd, our good shepherd. Um, it is written by David. We said that he's the shepherd of, of the sheep. He then becomes the shepherd of Israel. But Psalm 23 is kind of sandwiched in between Psalm 22 and Psalm 24. In Psalm 22, we see God is the good shepherd. We read of Calvary. We read of the cross in that chapter. And we see him as the good shepherd. In John 10, 11, it says that the good shepherd layeth down his life for his sheep. And that's exactly what Christ did for us. He died on the cross to make a way that we could come to know him as our savior, to have our sins forgiven when we when we believe in him and trust in him and ask for his forgiveness. So we see in Psalm 22, we see the good shepherd. 
Then in Psalm 23, we see the great shepherd. We see the Lord, our shepherd, as he guides his sheep, as he takes care of his sheep, as he really journeys with his sheep throughout the seasons of their life. Then in Psalm 24, we we see our chief shepherd. In 1 Peter 5, 4, it says, And when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. This speaks of the second coming, the return of that chief shepherd. And as we look at Psalm 22, the good shepherd, Psalm 23, the great shepherd, Psalm 24, the chief shepherd. We see the shepherd that laid down his life for the sheep, the shepherd that walks with his sheep, making their way plain, keeping them safe, loving them, tending to them, caring for them. And then Psalm 24, our chief shepherd returning for those to forever then be his own. We get this complete glimpse of the shepherd. We see the full picture, the full look at the heart of our shepherd. And, you know, I it has been such an enriching study to me me personally, to study through the different attributes and character traits of God, to see him as um, the lover of our souls, to see him as one who's trustworthy and kind and patient and tender. And I think so many of those things are evident when we study out his, I mean, he calls himself, he refers to himself as the great shepherd, as the good shepherd, as the chief shepherd. When we study out his nature of being our shepherd, we see so many of these attributes of God come out. And let me just stop. And as we get into this, let me emphasize a word in saying that, in saying who God is, how great he is, the shepherd that he is. There's a little tiny word here in these first few words of this psalm that is so amazing to me and that is that the lord is my shepherd he's my shepherd he's your shepherd the good shepherd the great shepherd the chief shepherd is mine in the bible it says i am his and he is mine that is just it's amazing to me It's amazing to me, especially as we think about the shepherd and sheep relationship. You know, as we dig in deeper, as we go through this study, we're going to find out that sheep are headstrong. They can often be stubborn. They're quite defenseless. I mean, really, apart from the shepherd the sheep really struggle to survive, whether that be from their own choices, from outside threats, from wolves, from so many different things that um, seek to devour the sheep. And, you know, I say the word devour and I think of that verse about how Satan walks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Satan sees the weak sheep And he wants to come and devour us. But this shepherd guides, this shepherd protects, just as David protected his sheep, just as he slew the lion and the bear to protect his flock. So does Christ keep Satan at bay when we stay close to our shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. And let me just say, if if you can't say that with 100% assurance that he truly is your shepherd, that you have come to him through salvation and he is yours and you are his. If there's any hesitation in your heart, please reach out to me. Um, you can email me at nohighercallingpodcast at gmail.com. You can contact me through my website, through social media. Um, if you have a, a church home that you're a part of, reach out to your pastor, um, to to a, a godly mentor in your church, to another lady, someone. Reach out to someone that you know knows 
that Christ is their shepherd and, and ask them, how can you be sure that he is your shepherd? Because that is the most important decision you will make. I heard recently that every day of our lives, we make about 30,000 decisions. Now, many of those decisions are not even things we think about. Like, am I going to get out of bed this morning? Um, you know, what am I going to wear? Am I going to brush my teeth? Things that just, it's so habitual that we don't think about it. But out of all of those, goodness, billions and numbers that I can't even say, if we make 30,000 a day. Think about how many decisions we make in a lifetime. Out of all of those decisions that you make, the most important foundational life altering decision that you will ever make is what will you do with Christ? Will you repent of your sin? Will you let him be your savior? Meet him at the cross. In Psalm 22, Come to know the good shepherd. Come to see that he gave his life for you, that we are all born in our trespasses and sins, and our sin separates us from the shepherd, from this perfect spotless lamb, but that God made a way for us to be reconciled to him through the shed blood of his son, his perfect lamb, Jesus Christ. In the Old Testament, we see all of these sacrifices and atonement and all of these different things that the Israelites had to do. And I think sometimes we get bogged down in the books of you know, Leviticus and Numbers and all these things with all of these sacrifices. And, and we might miss with the importance of that. But remember when you read the Bible that all of it points to Christ. Everything is, is a part of a greater story, of the redemption story, the redemption of mankind back to God. And when you see those sacrifices, when you see the people having to find a, a spotless animal, a pure, a perfect animal to sacrifice it for their sins again and again and again. It's because the blood of animals could never atone. It was only the blood of the perfect spotless lamb of God that could atone. And ladies, when, when Christ died on the cross, that veil in the temple, that curtain that was so thick that scissors couldn't cut it, knives couldn't cut it. It was so thick. The part that separated the rest of the temple from the Holy of Holies where the presence of God dwelt. No one could go in but the high priest. Only the high priest had that direct access to God to his throne, to the mercy seat. And when you brought your sacrifice, you had to give it to the priest on your behalf. When Christ died on the cross, that veil rent in twain, not from bottom to top, but from top to bottom, signifying that God and only God has now said, paid in full. <laughs> Christ's blood has been shed and there is now a way that you don't have to go through a priest. You don't have to go through a man. You don't have to bring the blood of animals. Christ's blood has once and for all atoned and you now come before the mercy seat based on the work of Jesus Christ. Hebrews talks about him as the high priest. He is our priest. He goes before us. He brings us to the mercy seat of God on his account, on his righteousness, so that when we come to him in our sins, asking him to forgive us and to be our savior. We take off those robes of unrighteousness and we get to put on the robes of his righteousness. Christ's account, Christ's perfect sinless account is now imputed onto our account. So when Christ, when God looks at us, he does. He sees us justified, not just as if I had never sinned, but just as if I had never even been a sinner. He sees Christ's blood on our account. And that is my shepherd. That is what my shepherd did for me. And that is what the shepherd did for you. And if you can't say he is my shepherd, take care of that. 
don't wait a second longer. Stop this podcast if need be and settle the fact. Make sure that Christ is your shepherd. But as we dig into this and as we continue through this study throughout this year, I hope that we can glean much. I hope that we can glean much from this study as we study that the Lord is our shepherd. And, you know, there are some people who claim that the Lord is their shepherd. And and we've been talking about this, knowing him truly through salvation. But, you know, sometimes people just want to um, almost put on this badge of Christ in, in Christianity because they want to enjoy the benefits of his care, of, of his tender loving, of his management. And, and they don't want to have to pay the price to give up foolishness or to give up sinfulness or to give up self. But that's not how it works, ladies. If he is going to be our shepherd, we have to be fully yielded and fully submitted. We can't have it both ways. We either belong to our shepherd or we don't. We belong to someone else. And in that case, we would belong to, to Satan. We are either have, have our soul in heaven or our soul is bound for hell. We can't have both. But it is, it is the best decision that you can make to make yourself the gods, to, to make him your shepherd. And as we study through this, as we journey through this, we're going to talk about how the shepherd takes care of his sheep, how he leads by still waters. What does that mean? How he restores our soul how he leads through the valley of the shadow of death, how he prepares a table. And then we're going to end it with surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I think we come to that verse six and we all say, we want that. We want that. But if we want that, we have to make sure that we are his. So as we start this study, um, that's really just foundational. Just just make sure that you are his, that he is your shepherd. And if he is your shepherd, if you can say that he truly is my shepherd, make sure that the people that are under your influence, that you are teaching them, if they don't know the shepherd, teach them about the shepherd. As we study through these podcasts, uh, episodes going through Psalm 23, don't just absorb it like a sponge. Sponges weren't made to just soak, 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 and sit. You'd rot. (laughs) I've had sponges like that before. They get moldy and nasty. Ladies, Don't be a moldy sponge. As you soak up the truths of God's word, find somebody to squeeze it out on. Squeeze it out on your husband. Squeeze it on your children. Squeeze it in the ladies in your church. Squeeze it to some mom next door who's desperate for the truth of God's word. Find someone that you can pass his truth along to. And I am looking forward to seeing what God has for my heart as I continue to study through Psalm 23, and then as I try to share the overflow of that with you to see how God will use this to just impact our lives, to change us, and to give us a greater glimpse into the heart of our shepherd. So ladies, let's remember that the Lord is our shepherd. And as we study through this, ask him to show you what what is it, Lord, that you have for me in this passage. If you have not already committed this to memory, I challenge you, start. Take the whole year if need be. Learn this. Learn it as a family. Teach it to your children. There's plenty of songs to go with this. Sing it. Meditate on it. Pray it. Work your way through it and study along with me as we come to know the Lord, our shepherd. I hope that the No Higher Calling podcast has been a blessing to you. 
If so, please subscribe, share with your friends, and engage with me on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore. You can also subscribe to receive the No Higher Calling encouragement email on my website, which is www.nohighercalling.org. This includes podcast notes, what I'm reading, spiritual encouragement, a glimpse into my home, and some of my favorite products and resources. You can also enjoy more content on the No Higher Calling YouTube channel. I pray that this podcast will encourage you to fall more in love with Jesus and to be the Christian woman He's called you to be. Thanks for listening.